You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Goal number six, returning to splitting the middle. This is this is probably one of Taylor's favorite topics of discussion. Can you explain what that means? Splitting the middle? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're going to handle me right now. Yeah. We might have yeah. to bleep out some things that you say. No. I think here's the thing is if, you know, we used to say like if nobody, if nobody hates on you, if you don't have any haters, you're irrelevant. Nobody cares about you. Now I'm like, man, if you haven't been sued, you're irrelevant. If nobody's, if nobody's actually attacking you, you're probably not making a difference. And I think we've tried it both ways, man. Like we've, when we first started out, we were like really explosive and very controversial. What would you, I don't know if there's another word you could describe it. Just like we were on the wings, man. We weren't in the middle. Like we were to the right or to the left and we were extreme one side or the other. And then we kind of went through a phase where we were maturing as a company. We were growing, we were getting bigger. And it's like, we kind of tried the thing of like being in the middle and making everybody happy and like not saying anything that's, you know, too crazy. And what happened is just like influence plummet because nobody cares anymore. And I think this is such a big thing, especially for people starting. They're like, man, I want to build an, if if you're saying I want to build influence in 2019, you've got to piss some people off, slap them right upside the head, get controversial, get onto the wings because at the end of the day, we have to have people who are 100% for us and fans. And then we need some, we need some people who like want us to die. If we don't have that equation, then we're missing money. We're missing influence. Which we do, but yeah. we've literally been threatened. Yeah, dude. Silly. I and I think, you know, it's to me, I, I might have a little bit of a different perspective. Like I, my preference is not to offend people just because it's fun, which I think you enjoy that you know, just go look at our, our Facebook ad comments. Dude, like an hour last night I got on there. It was so fun. To make yeah. It. So I, I think that good marketing is like by default, it's going to draw the line in the sand is another way to say it, right? You, you, you are not in any way, you're not going to be effective in your marketing if you don't have people who are offended by your message, right? And you'll start to see this when you, when you start running ads and people are commenting on your ads, you could say the most plain and vanilla thing and you'll start seeing people that'll hate. So if you're not even getting that, then man, you're screwing up. You're probably not dialed into your market, what they actually love, what they hate. And then people who you should be repelling what they love, what they hate, right? Because you, you want to deal with the people that you love who, you know, that you can get results for, right? So that means you also have to repel the people that are just going to drag you down to the bottom. It's equally as important as attracting the right people. So by default, you're going to say things that piss them off. Yeah. Whether it's, oh, you, you don't have what it takes to make the money you want to make if you don't do X, Y, Z. 100%, bro. Not necessarily just calling people stupid. No. Calling people stupid is like old school. It's like old Taylor, old Chris. Now you got to, I mean, here's the thing. If you say something that it, the truth is going to divide. It's a weapon. It's offensive. 
Yeah. The truth isn't defensive. The truth is an offensive weapon. So when you start telling people the truth and you make them confront their own shit, some people are going to be like, you know what? You're right. I need to do something different. They're going to get results. And some people are going to be like, man, I hate you. I hate you for making me acknowledge this. And they're going to put their head back in the sand, plug back into the matrix and live their whole life never achieving what they could have achieved. And you got to be okay with that. Cool. Number seven. You? You got this one? You? Do we have questions? I don't know. questions we want to hit? Do we have questions, bro? Do we have questions? I just see Nabil hopping on here. About time, dude. Nabilio? It's about time you actually paid attention to us. We got Justin Colby on uh, the Instas. The real estate, real estate princess. (laughs) See, I'm just split in the middle right now. Split in the middle. Here we go. Hey, we make, we make sales through email. What else would you suggest? What do you think we should focus on? What do you, what brings the biggest value? You know, we kind of need to call in numbers so we can get these people on because I have no idea what this question means. Yeah. Uh, We make sales through email. What else would you suggest? Uh, Phone? The phone, you know, the best the phone is the most advanced conversion equipment that we have, we've ever had. Bro, people are terrified of the phone. People are scared of getting on the phone. People are scared of going to the gym. People are scared of having babies. I'm like, man, people are scared of everything. You know, it's just... People are uh, scared of Trump. People are scared of Trump, man. They're afraid of money. They're afraid of the wall. Let's leave it at that. Anyways, uh, I don't know how to answer this question. Yeah, we probably just need some more details on your business. Yeah. Cool. All right. Number Any seven. Questions, throw them in. Number seven. You got it. Double down on paid advertising and kind of a B to that is innovating with your paid advertising, right? Double down on paid advertising. It is, it's amazing how many people they go out, like they, like they put their toe in the water. Like, Oh, oh my God, it's, it's a little too cold. It's going to go back into the warm sauna of organic Mm-hmm. Things that don't require me to get in the water all the way in. Listen, paid advertising, I believe, works in just about any niche, any market in the world. The problem is people don't take the time to really understand their market. And they don't have the right expectations about what it's going to take to get paid advertising to work. So obviously, when we go into something new, something that we're not familiar with, what do we do? Give up. <laughs> That is the first thing that we do. We're like, you know what? This is a bunch of bull crap. It doesn't work. No, we get a mentor. We yep. get someone who's already been down that road to say, yes, there's a big pothole right there. Yep. So you got to make a turn to avoid it, right? Yep. So if you're going at it alone, then you're not, you're not going to know like what to avoid. You're not going to know what's normal. And so you're going to be stuck. You're never yeah. going to be able to grow and expand. Well, I think this is confusing. And the reason we want to tackle this is because your people are confused because they see all of these messages now, like get clients without paid, paid ads or people boasting and beating their chest about like, you know, none of my business relies on paid ads. Okay. Well, here's the thing, man. Honestly, we have, we have a crop of people who couldn't figure out how to make ads work. And so they've created a course teaching other people how to give up like they did and then get paid for it. Using paid ads or not using paid ads is not a business model thing. It's a sequence thing. It's a sequence thing. Should a business have paid ads? Yes, eventually. So when, when someone's like, I don't use paid ads or I'll teach you how to get clients without paid ads, what it means is that from a sequence level, they are beginners. 
just get done with this bullshit right now. Like if you're following people who are like, don't use paid traffic, blah, blah, blah. As long if, if they're like, Hey, it's out of sequence, you can listen to them. But if they're like, yeah, man, just don't use paid traffic. It's so much better to use referrals. It just means that they are at a level below. They'll, they'll never cross over into big money, big business, yeah. big influence, big reach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Paid advertising is all about leverage. It's all about collapsing the time it takes to get attention, to get eyeballs on your offer. That's what it's all about. That's what it all comes down to. And it's about accelerating that process. Like I can go out and I can, I can put posts on Facebook or LinkedIn or build SEO, but nothing is going to be as quick to get to a mass audience as paid advertising. You're also not going to know what the market wants as quick as paid advertising. Like we put things in market that absolutely sucked, but you know, we know within seven days, right? We know what to work on, what to adjust and what to tweak. Yes. I was just laughing because last night as I was scrolling through our wonderful paid ad comments, there's always this, every time I check into those, there's always someone who's like, if you're so good at marketing or if your product is so good, why are you having to pay for ads? <laughs> like, okay. It's like going up to a guy at the gym being like, bro, if you're in such good shape, why are you having to go to the gym? It's like, you moron. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, right. the, the, the cumulative IQ of humans in general is like, this is why Elon's building robots because he's scared. He's like, man, the, the IQ of humans is going down. We need some robots that are smart that can balance out the, the, uh, you know, the median IQ. That's what I think. Me and Elon are tight. We talk all the time. He uh, asked me for some money last week. I'm like, probably hey, hit that question from Alan. Um, best way to move from customized one-on-one done for you to one M to many one to many is niche. The only way, no, man, there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, like, first of all, there are two types of niche products. In fact, you know what you should do? If you're on this, you should go to, I'm going to give you the URL to go to because we just did a training on this. Trafficandfunnels.com. All right. Trafficandfunnels.com slash evolution. Evolution. So we talk about offers. We talk about the evolution of an offer, how to go from when you first start out, you're kind of service provider freelance to scaling up into consultative coaching work where you're kind of one to many and it's about an hour long. And then we're also releasing about a two hour long in-depth training that I think you can get as part of that funnel. If not, Chris, we should put it there today in there. That, that's really in-depth about this, but dude, long, long story short, there are two types of niching that you can do. You can do pain niche and industry niche. The type of offer you want is going to sit in the middle of those two niches and really scaling from one to one done for you into one to many is about scaling up the graph uh, and getting away from labor to charging for info. All right. So the framing is a little bit different when you're selling done for you, you're selling mostly labor. Mm -hmm. I'll do this for you. I'll save your time. You don't have to do anything. And there's an understanding that the person you're selling to their time is more valuable than your time. That's why you're selling labor. So when you flip that around, you scale up, you're selling information, which kind of flips that, construct around. So a lot of times we'll take clients and they end up charging more for done with you one to many than they were charging for one to one labor. That's my answer to that. I hope that makes sense. You know, I think the question you asked too, Alan is like, 
if you categorize your business and in, in, in those parts of your business, so you have sales and marketing and then fulfillment, ask yourself, how do I get the max leverage in this section of my business? All right, once you figure out, like you've got that one market that's going to take your offer, they're going to buy your offer. You've got the message to the market, whether you, you know, you're using some of the organic strategies we talk about. Now you're starting to use uh, paid advertising. That's a way to get maximum leverage for that part of your business, right? Because now you're not out there like messaging people and all that kind of stuff. You're having ads do the work for you to bring in the opportunity, right? And then just like Taylor said, on the part of fulfillment, you look at how you get the most leverage, right? Obviously it's not one-to-one. It's not you doing all the work. So maybe it's the consulting offer of like you showing people how to do it, right? And you have some course material like we have in CK where some people have to self-study, right? So you have to ask yourself the proper questions too for those parts of your business. The saying another roadblock is belief. A lot of times people have a really difficult time. We're like, I may be charging 5,000 for done for you. How do I charge 11,000? Will people pay for that? It's your environment's effed up. <laughs> if you're dealing with belief issues, your environment's effed up. You go, to a, you go to an Amazonian village where they still live like they did a thousand years ago. And you're going to have a hard time understand, believing that you can go from LA to New York in four hours. You're going to have a hard, cognitively, you're not going to be able to wrap your head around it. It's going to take you a lot because your environment, all you know is what is around you. And yep. so this is 10 times as powerful in the entrepreneurial world where you grew up in a poor family and you grew up, you know, believing that, you know, every dollar should be hard earned. Hard earned money. That's a thing that we talk about. And then you have an association with like, I have to work hard for money and you have to build, you have to break that association and it's environmental and you got to get around people like us and around people like our clients and people who are making 11 times more than you are and working a day a week. And then all of a sudden there's disassociation that happens. You realize how messed up your thinking is and you can fix it a lot faster. You can't learn that in a vacuum. Which is why we spent so much time with CK and Elite. It's cognitive reprogramming through environment. You know? Yeah. That's good, dude. Rolling and rolling. All right. Any other questions? No, man. Let's, let's hit the last one. And if you guys have any other questions, throw them in here. That's you, big money. Here's uh, number eight. Number eight. You having fun, bro? So much fun. Uh, number eight. Optimize for output. If you're listening to this on Facebook, I want you to type this in the chat box, optimize for output. Go ahead. I'll wait. Inevitably, there's going to be like someone that's like, I'm driving, pull up, pull over. Don't drive and type at the same time. Optimize for output. This might be one of the most important ones. When we first started out, we optimized for money. We've talked about this, I think before on old episodes, we've talked about it with masterminds and speaking gigs, but when your only goals are money, you tend to get really depressed. You can burn out really quick. And so what I've learned, and Chris, what you've learned is that the barometer on how high you can go in the future is really how much can you produce without getting fatigued. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've noticed this in my life. I've started optimizing for output. Man, you, you see me. I'm like, bro, I can, I can produce 20 times more than most people. True or false? True. Very true. Kill everyone. Like literally, I will do a dance off with you and I will outproduce your ass to the moon and back. All right. Because what I've really figured out is that 
the things that I used to avoid, uh, I'm now like embracing because it's improving my, my output. And so I've got an aura for ring, for example, like, you know, spending, it, it might make sense for you. So many entrepreneurs just wake up in the morning and go, wake up and go, wake up and go. Because spending 30 minutes doing a morning formula, spending 30 minutes in the morning meditating, spending 20, 30 morning minutes reading. This is a big thing Jay Abraham kind of had an, an, a profound effect on us. He said, take the first two hours of the day and read and get inspired. We're like, what? I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do two hours a day. But he's like, but listen, you're optimizing for output. And so when you do this right and when you figure out what makes you tick, you'll be able to produce more in an hour than most people can produce in a week and not be fatigued, right? Yep. And so it's so important that, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm getting up every morning. I just don't know if people care about my routine, but I'm getting up really early, 10 till five, five o'clock at the latest. And I do my workout. I do a little bit of meditation. I do a little bit of reading. I do a little bit of writing. Dude, it's three hours, two and a half, three hours before I'm actually in the office working. But from eight to two, dude, I will explode on everyone. I can produce so much more because I'm actually taking care and I'm spending a little bit of extra time doing the things that entrepreneurially fill my tank up. And I think there's way too much of this addiction to like busy, busy, got to get so much shit done. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And when you actually succumb to that, you're trading your ability to produce what someone like Brendan would, would call prolific quality output. That should be your measurement. How much can you produce? Because from a monetary standpoint, the people in 10 years who can produce, 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 and not fatigue are the people who will win. Yep. We got a bunch of little chickens scurrying around with their heads chopped off. And then there's people who are actually, they see the big picture. Like, let me, let me actually focus on me, make sure I'm in alignment. And this is an area where I would say, the more selfish you can be with you, the more you're able to help other people. Yeah. I think too, like, the thing to add to this and that you're really good at is planning that optimization. Yeah. Actually scheduling it out, like foreseeing what is required for you to hit your goals. And again, this goes back to the conversational goals, right? If you have 12 goals, how can you accurately plan to hit those things versus one or two or three? It makes it a lot more doable. It's like, okay, I have to do like this recording today or, write this webinar tomorrow or this ad the next day. Yeah. I mean, there's this confidence, there's mo- this momentum that's built too. When you, when you see this, you're, you're walking through this and you're starting to actually accomplish things and you're, you're actually starting to move closer and closer to your goal and you're on pace and you're hitting it. Dude, the confidence that you have just goes through the roof. Yeah. You build this confidence momentum versus yeah. like you wake up at eight o'clock, like what the hell am I supposed to do today? Yeah. Hundred percent. The whole system's taxed because you don't have clarity. If yeah. you don't have clarity, your brain's like trying to figure out what's going on. What should it's I do? Much. And then you don't end up doing anything. You're just burnt out. You're exhausted, and you want to quit. You, like, oh, you, this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you use all your bandwidth in the morning trying to figure out what you're supposed to do, and then by the time you figure it out, you're done. Yep. You can't actually produce. Hundred hours later on Instagram. Hundred percent, dude. I think what you talked about with like actually hitting your targets. And things like that, where it's like, man, I've had this conversation with our advisors. We manage different salespeople, different companies. And dude, over the last six months, I figured out one of my highest contributions, prolific quality output is really training 
our advisors on the front end and going all in with them and teaching them how sales works and teaching them how pipeline works and all these things. But one of the things we talked about is they're all like 10x these goals. They want to 10x their goals because they're reading the books by the 10x man. And, you know, and I'm like, no, lower your goals. I'm like so confused. You're not going to close 11 clients this like Monday. It's not going to happen. It's like, well, I think I'll close two, so I'm just 10 actually. Now, lower your goals. He's like, well, what effect does that have on my mindset? I'm like, dude, you know what the greatest drug for your mindset is? Accuracy. Mm. Accuracy. When you can do the things that you say you're going to do, nothing else will build your confidence. Nothing else will build your mindset like that. Thinking big has its place, but when it gets into the day-to-day, I see a lot of people who are like, I'm going to make $8 million this year. And it's like, bro, you haven't even sold a client on the phone yet. Lower your goals. Teach your central nervous system that I do what I say I'm going to do. Then your confidence grows. And then as you go, then you can really start increasing things with faith in yourself. You're going to follow through. Yeah. And that's like that point, the subconscious starts taking over. Yep. And your body, like you just start doing things. It becomes a machine. Your body starts doing the right things. You start reaching for the right elements versus like just running all around like, like a chicken with your head cut off. You don't know what's going on. There is a, like a reprogramming that has to happen, especially if you're starting from the ground. You start programming yourself, you get this momentum, this confidence, and that's when you actually realize your goals. Yep. Nicole says, does listening to your advice count towards the two hours of reading? If it inspires you, if it makes you feel empowered, then yeah. You got to follow your own intuition here sometimes because there are some people that I used to follow that they just, they don't make me feel empowered. Yeah. You know, they may have good information, but they always, whenever I read their posts, I feel fear. Mm. And I've unfollowed those people. I don't want anything to do with, the, that, with that. Like if, if anything produces a disempowering emotion, you want to yeah. get rid yeah. of that, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that's probably a podcast episode in and of itself is like, if it makes you feel empowered, then yeah, you should surround yourself with it. If it inspires you, then you should surround yourself with it. And so, yeah, I would say that's up to you. Yeah, so manage your intake based on your awareness of how you feel by the intake. Whether it's a TV show, the news, a book, whatever. Like if, yeah. if you're listening to something, you just feel like gross or yuck or like, what the hell? I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You just got to pay attention to that. This is the problem with people who, this is the problem with marketers is they, they are kind of incentivized to always create this feeling of like fear every Things are about the market's changing. The market's changing. You better keep ahead of it. The market's changing. Things are about to stop working. Facebook is dying. Uh, this is that. This is coming up, blah, 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 because they make money in proportion to how many people they can sell based on that projection. It's like one of the things I've had to learn is, you know, I, I want people to come in based on vision. Mm-hmm. I want people to look at their life and be like, I could be so much more than this. Sign me up. Let's go. Whereas when we were more immature, we, we're more along the lines of like everything's changing and people, we would, people would come in based on fear. And uh, I can't really think of anything that I've ever done from a standpoint of I'm afraid that's worked out for me. It's not a great place to make decisions from, you know? Yeah. It's a hard motivator. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it, man. Trafficandfunnels.com slash memos. Is that still the link we're using? Yeah, it still works. Or monthlymemos.com. Or monthlymemos.com. People say this is like the best advice you can ever get for like a coffee. It's really, really good. And uh, we have 
probably 800 people who have been subscribed for more than a year. That's good if people are sticking around that long. Uh, so check that out, and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you guys. Adios. Hold on, bro. Thank you.